Hello and welcome to the Making Mommy Move show where we help other moms to feel empowered to create a business while raising their kids. I am your host, Alyssa Morton, author of Welcome to the Room Mama. As a mom of two kids under two years old, I built five businesses before I was 26. On this show, we like to bring you a variety of moms in different phases and stages to share their stories, heart-learned lessons, and shed light into how they built their own successful businesses while raising their families. Tune in every week as we spotlight a new empowering mompreneur to help you on your journey of mompreneurship and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. Let's get into it. How's everybody doing today? On this episode of the Making Mommy Move show, I've got a very special guest with us. Her name is Alex Ott, and she is a mother of two. She's a visionary. She's a strategist, a storyteller based in Southern California. After almost a decade in Chicago, she returned to her hometown of San Diego and has made waves as a creative entrepreneur. She's currently the co-host of San Diego Magazine's newest podcast. It's called Not a Parenting Podcast with her SDM publisher, Claire Johnson. Alex's passion for food and hospitality has poured into the underground dinner series she produces with longtime friend Fred Keller called The Blank Table. She also runs a communications consultancy, Chrome City, with clients in both San Diego and Chicago. This has been such a great episode because she brings such an amazing perspective to entrepreneurship and raising your kids and what it looks like when she started as a single mom and how it's changed since getting married and having her second daughter and just all of the struggles that come along with building your business and the changes that you have to make and the slaps in the face that you have to have as you're evolving in your business and figuring out what you want and shifting your dreams and it's just such a value-packed episode so let's get into it welcome to the room mama alex i'm so excited to have you on the making mommy move show I'm all about making mama move. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I am so excited for this conversation. We just had Mother's Day and you bring a really interesting perspective to the Making Mommy Move show because you're a single mom of two kids and you've built your own successful business while doing it all on your own. So I'm excited to dive into this. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your background and how old your kids are now and what it looked like when you were starting? Yeah, absolutely. I must say that I was a single mom and I am no longer. So congrats. Amazing partner. Um, we met when my son was about a year and a half and he helped me make like 65,000 sandwiches for his second birthday. (laughs) And amongst many other reasons, that was one big way that I just felt like this person I want to be with. And so since then we've had a daughter. So I have a six-year-old son named Henry and a one and a half-year-old daughter named Lennon, who we named after John Lennon because we love the Beatles and we love music. Um, and just a little bit about my background. I own a creative agency called Chrome City that I started when I moved from San Diego to Chicago. Um, I moved out there when I was about 25. And by the time I was 28, I had launched my first agency. Um, and it was crazy and insane. I had never had a panic attack before, but that definitely gave me my first. Um, and about two years into owning the agency, we had this huge party and um, celebrating my 30th birthday. And a few months later, I found out I was unexpectedly pregnant um, with someone that I had um, not uh, planned to have a child with. And so this was my beautiful surprise in my life. And I had my son solo. None of my friends had kids. It was like a work hard, play hard environment there in Chicago. 
Um, nobody was even married. I mean, some of my friends had barely even had like a serious partner. So it was definitely a wild choice to make. Um, but I had my son and I built a support system through an incredible nanny and an amazing team um, out there for my agency. But after about a year and a half, I just felt like I couldn't do it alone anymore and decided to move back to San Diego where I'm from to be closer to family. And that's where I met my amazing partner, Jason. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about that time because you had like you said, like your friends like couldn't relate to the situation that you're in. You're building this business. You've got a new baby. And I think we all can relate to that. Like when you start to outgrow like your friend groups, like they don't relate to you anymore and you have to try and create like this new support network. So how did you do that? Like you had your nanny, but did you also incorporate like new friendships? Like how did you meet them if you did? What did that look like? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I still struggle with friendships. I think it's something that I was just up late with my partner, Jason, talking about. Um, It's hard because on one end, when you're a mother, you want to meet other mothers who have gone through either like traumatic childbirth or what it's like to burp and what, you know, pajamas they're buying and, you know, all of the sort of like factual information sharing. Um, But on the other end, I'm also like a successful businesswoman. And so a lot of times it's hard to find friends that are both. And that's why I appreciate podcasts like yours, because it's truly looking at both sides of the spectrum of both being a mother and being successful. Um, And so I still struggle with that because I either have, um, for the most part, amazing friends who are wildly successful, who don't have kids and are choosing maybe to never have kids. Um, And it's not so black and white, but I'm just saying it's hard to find that middle. Or I have amazing friends who are incredible moms and their career is just not uh, their focus right now or um, or they're doing, you know, small freelancing, which is incredible, but not like the visionary sort of role that I play and continue to play. Um, and so it's something I still struggle with. I have not figured it out. I did not make mom friends when I was there. I tried. Um, and I always felt like there was like this awkward silence. We would take the kids to the park and I didn't like, it's weird. Cause I can relate to anyone. I'm, I'm such a like open book, but I don't know. And I'm just now, even my son is in kindergarten and meeting the moms and they're so incredible and I'm just getting to know them and it's the end of the school year. So it's something I definitely still struggle with a lot. I have um, two girlfriends that I consider to be incredible mothers and badass business women. um, And I hold them near and dear to my heart. In fact, I have a podcast with one of them, the owner of San Diego magazine. Um, Her name is Claire Johnson. And she is wildly, wickedly smart, and she has um, a son. Uh, And so we started a podcast basically around the same topic called Not a Parenting Podcast. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. And I think we all can relate to that feeling of we don't really know how to fit in because they're totally different niches. Like Like we create our own little niche. We're mompreneurs and... It's funny, my husband and I were just talking about this because even like for our friends and our family that we're still like connected with, all of the conversations are very surface level. Like it seems like nobody has an interest in what you're doing in your business or like at all. It's just, oh, how's how's it going? And it's like, oh, we're good, but they don't actually want to (laughs) know. So finding the people that are interested, that they're excited to encourage you and motivate you and keep you moving forward is like a treasure when you find them. So I'm so glad that you've found two that are amazing because quality over quantity. You know, like 
I don't want to just have them over for dinner as friends. I love working with them. One is an incredible lawyer who's helped me with a few different contracts, projects, et cetera. And then the other, I am able to collaborate with on a lot of different creative projects. And I think that's kind of the way to go because then there's a mutual understanding of like, Hey, I have to go pick up him, you know, my son from school or whatever, but we can also like grind as soon as the child is dropped off and get a ton of incredible work done. So, um, I love working with other moms. I love working with women. Um, and it's definitely changed, um, my understanding of the work life balance when I work with women. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little more? We want to hear what your work life balance looks like because everybody wants to know how everybody manages it all, especially like at the time that you didn't have your husband yet and you had your son, like, what did that look like for you then? And how has it changed now that you are married and you've got a second daughter? Yeah, it's changed a lot. I feel terrible, but I didn't see my son a lot. You know, I had to run the agency and a big team all day, come home, give him a kiss, switch nannies, have a new babysitter for the night and go out and network and make partnerships. And, you know, as much as I tried so hard to have someone fill my role so I could be home more, it never happened for me. Um, I still have a hard time with that. I don't know what it is and I'm still working on that, but like there's uh, a magic that I have with clients that is something that can't be taught. And so it's hard because I, um, yeah, I would like kiss him goodnight and then immediately be out for a few hours and then come back and then wake up early and grind. So there was no balance there at all. Uh, it wore me down to the ground to the point of leaving a city that I loved so, so, so very much that I felt was home. I loved Chicago. Um, and once I got out here, it was very quiet, very slow. I had all the time in the world and that made me very uncomfortable because I was used to being busy, busy, busy. And slowly but surely, I've built it up um, and had my daughter in 2021 where the pandemic was still sort of in effect and work wasn't crazy. And honestly, 2020 gave me this beautiful time to spend with my child without worrying about all the things that I worry about. It made me so much more present. It made me realize how much more I need to like have those present moments And currently we have a little setup that I recommend for anybody who can have this setup if they are privileged enough to have a supportive partner um, and or have like a great babysitter. And we do Monday nights together. Tuesday nights are my night. So I go to yoga every Tuesday night. It's like a deep stretch meditational where I can just like release whatever heaviness I'm feeling Wednesday are my partner's night. So he'll either go get beers with some friends, go to a workout class, or just like go drive and get a coffee and just be alone or have dinner by himself. Right. And then Thursdays are our date night and we have a babysitter that comes every Thursday. And we really try to keep that schedule. And then Fridays we're together, pizza and movies, and then we spend the weekends together. So um, it's a little bit different than most people's setups, but I feel like giving mommy a night to herself, then giving daddy a night to his self, and then a night for mommy and daddy to come together, I think is the way that I feel really um, like I have a balance because I work and I still get to go pick my son up from school. Sometimes I have to come back to the office, but um, I'm able to really have a night to myself and then spend our Monday and Friday nights with the kids. Um, Wednesdays, my son, when my partner is gone, gets to like crawl into bed and we have like a show that we watch cause we don't like watch a lot of TV during the week. 
Um, so it just gives a great opportunity for each parent to have like really some special time with the kids alone, um, but also to show them that like mommy and daddy need time for their mental health. My partner and I go to couples therapy. We have an amazing therapist. And so we also explain that to our six-year-old that like we want this home to be a place of safety and peace and joy. And the way that we're able to do that is to really work through it in therapy. So I would say those things. But again, I know that not everybody has access to that. And I want to acknowledge that like I'm incredibly lucky, blessed, and privileged to be able to do those things. Oh, thank you for sharing because that's so needed. You have to fill up your cup individually and as a couple because if it's empty, you have nothing left to give to your kids and then you don't have patience. You're resentful because you're not getting the alone time with daddy or by yourself and you just need it. You need to fill yourself. So thank you for sharing that because I think that that's a great model for everybody that they can base it off of. Yeah, so share it off. (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear a little bit more about your business because you have built a successful agency. And what did that look like in your struggle season versus what it looks like now? Because I feel like everybody has to go through that hustle time. And it's temporary. You know, for you, it looked like you had to sacrifice the time with your son. And now it's amazing. But, you know, I want to like release the guilt that is associated with it because you're doing what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, even... This weekend, my partner's like really good friend has a birthday on Sunday. And I was like, I'm working so much this week. Like I cannot be away from the kids. And he was like, honey, there are a lot of people that like leave at 7 a.m. and come home at 7 p.m. and barely see their kids. And I'm like, I know, but my son is very sensitive and he'll look me in the eyes and be like, I haven't seen you this week. And he's right. Like he calls me out. So like, I don't feel like I have traditional mom guilt because I love to have a good time. I love my adult life. I love to get dressed up. I love to have cocktails and I have no guilt or shame around that. But when he looks me in the eyes because I have been working a lot and, you know, and I'm going to be away on like a Sunday afternoon to go on like a bar crawl for, you know, grown man's birthday. I'm like, do I really want to do this? Like, I just want to be with the kids. So it's hard. It's really hard. Um, I would say like, around Chrome City, you know, we started with myself and, you know, a part-time assistant and one client and grew a huge business um, and a big agency. And it's just a tremendous amount of pressure to have to close enough deals with clients, whether you like that client or not, to pay for people's livelihood. I mean, I can't stress that enough. When I hear people that say they have like 300 people working for them is all the way off because clearly have a great operational person or a finance person. Um, I'm not that great at those. I am a creative person who works really hard and hopes that my team can just work independently and do their best and I can help them, but I'm not super hands-on. I'm not like a, a great cheerleader because I just put my head down and work. So I've had to learn, you know, I really, I did my best with my agency in Chicago, but in retrospect, after 2020, I closed the doors in late 2019. And in 2020, I had this like, oh, thank God of just like the world shutting down. And I, um, it was just like this pressure was lifted off of me of just complete insane grind all the time for the last five, six, seven years. And, um, I was so relieved. And so when I rebuilt the business, I had to acknowledge and accept that I was the leader of a toxic workplace, that Mm. I made too much on my staff, 
that I didn't give them the tools that they needed to succeed, that I had created a space and a, a like a hostile work environment, honestly. Um, because once I had him, I was just psychotic about just get it done and let's move on. And we got to produce and we got to, because the numbers were so high monthly that I had to retain in order to pay everyone. And I felt truly like they weren't holding their weight in order to help me do that. And I remember my partner saying one day, like, you're waking up at five in the morning to work on Chicago time out here. And what are you doing this for to pay them? And you don't really enjoy even working with them, nor does it seem like they enjoy working with you. Like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just cut it all down? And it was my ego, you know, my ego mm-hmm. was dope ass brand and everybody knew it. And we worked with the best designers and artists and all of this. And I had to take a long look at myself and say, like, it's not worth the mental health crisis that I'm in and this toxic environment that has developed. Um, and so I shut the doors in late 2019, obviously not knowing what was going to happen in 2020. And so quiet in 2020, quiet in 2021, few clients here and there. I'm a hustler. I'll always find a way to make money. And then in 2022, it just kind of started to come back really softly, really organically. And since then, I've really adopted the mentality of slow and steady. You know, like I'm not going to go on a hiring spree. I'm not going to take on too much. Um, and so right now we are doing exceptionally well. We have some incredible clients, but, and I just gave my first two offer letters to new staff members, but it came with so much fear. Like I don't ever want to fail them the way that I failed the staff before. I don't ever want to get to a place where clients like any business are deciding to go a different direction. And now I have to fill in this gap of eight, 10, $12,000 for the company and work with somebody that I don't want to, you know, I'm 37 years old. I only want to work with people that I'm obsessed with that are wildly creative, that are dedicated to a worldly view. And so I'm still kind of in the trenches of, you know, having figured out a lot, but also dealing with, you know, past kind of like workplace trauma of feeling like I failed and, and not in a way that I feel sorry for myself, but just in a way that like, I want to be sure I don't do that again. Thank you. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that because I think we all have a similar situation that we're trying to, it's our own ego really like getting in the way and feeling like we're failing and like everybody is looking at us and oh my gosh, like we had this successful business, but for what if you're not happy? I'm just recently, I'm having that same epiphany because I built multiple businesses and it was to the point that I'm not seeing my kids like, and for what reason if like I had this like ego that I wanted to be a millionaire, but it's like, I could live the lifestyle I want with (laughs) $400,000. So it's like, why hustle any more than that? If you can have the time freedom with my kids, they're one and two years old. So why am I going to miss out on that time? Because I want to be a millionaire, but I don't need to be a millionaire. So it's like having that epiphany and feeling like, okay, I need to close the doors on two businesses because they're not where my energy needs to go. I need to focus my energy on the ones that are going to give me the lifestyle freedom and the time freedom and meet the lifestyle goals that we have. But stop working yourself to the ground for your ego. And it's like a big slap in the face when you have that moment. And it seems like you had that moment too, that you're like, what am I doing this for? And stop, (laughs) like learn from your mistake and stop. Like, getting your own way, you know? We also have to assess like, when have we achieved our dream? And then how do we want to switch and dream again? And I think Mm -hmm. in a lot of our heads, 
I just dreamt till 30, like from, you know, nine, 10, 11. I was like, when I'm 30, when I'm 30. And then here I was 30 at the peak of my career, but I had never dreamed to 40. I had never dreamed to 50. I'd never dreamed to 35. And so it's really hard. I believe in like your thirties when you've achieved a lot, especially if you achieved a lot by your early thirties to then go, what do I want at 40? And I'm still figuring that out. You know, like I want to give my girls who have come on board with me like a serious vision, but I'm still testing the waters. Like, is this person going to come back? And is this going to be our new big client? Are we going to go into the arts? Are we going to go into design? Like, I don't have that clear vision. All I know is like my trust, my gut, I listen to my gut. And when it's too much, I'm hiring freelancers to help to make sure everyone is okay, that I don't have to bear the burden of being here until 7 p.m. and missing bed, bath, and book. You know, so I agree with you 100%. It's a shift in ego of wondering, you know, there's like a show on Netflix right now about like how to get rich. It's really. And he's always assessing like, what is your rich life is his phrase. And Mm -hmm. it's so true. It's like, if I can travel when I want, go to any concert I want, go out to dinner and not worry about the bill, the kid's healthcare is taken care of. And I mean, there's nothing more I could ask for. We're at a point in our life where he's like, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, I'm good. Like, and I was always a girl that was like, get a pen and paper, you know, Uh Let me get, I swear to God, as a kid, I used to print out a full brochure for Christmas of like the things that I wanted and I would give it out to all the family. And they're like, okay, Alyssa, like you got to get real here. (laughs) You're getting 50 bucks. Like, how do you want me to spend it? You know? (laughs) Big dreamer. That's how I was. I love that. Oh, this has been so good. What is like your biggest lesson that you learned that to anybody starting out right now, like whether they're 20 years old, 25, 30, 35, 50, mm-hmm. what is the one thing that you're going to tell them to give them the freedom to just go for it? I think knowing yourself and investing in yourself through therapy, great podcasts, psychedelics, if that's your shit. I'm, I'm very open, like whatever you need to do to find your truest self and then pick clients that align with that. Because if you know that you, like for myself, I'm a huge LGBT advocate. I am a feminist. I am a mom. And I have been able to find clients that are designing for the world that I want my kids to live in, um, either through a major magazine publication, an interior designer, a restaurateur. And my life feels like overjoyed because when I go to meetings with them, I am in alignment with myself and I have chosen clients that are in, are in alignment with what I seek for the world. Um, and I think the world is changing. And I think the younger generation has such a beautiful understanding of what's possible for human rights, for humanity, for, for females and what we can achieve. And so I think just being very sure that you're not just taking money. That's really good because I've done that. Um, making sure it's worth having three smaller paying clients with people that align with you than a big paying client that say that says things or does things that are either uncomfortable out of touch. Like I literally can no longer tolerate that kind of stuff. So my advice would be to get in alignment and find clients that feel like they're in that same space. Um, And you'll be surprised. Sometimes the brand is kind of random, but the person running the brand is amazing. And you're like, we're working together. I don't care if it's vacuums. I'll do it because I like you. And other times there's a person that you can kind of click with, but the brand stands for so much that it really matters to like the work that you're doing. I love that. 
When you're working with the people that are just so aligned, it doesn't feel like work and you're not stressed and you're not resentful. And normally like they're your best clients in the sense that they respect you, they trust you, they value you. They're not going to heckle nickel and dime you. Like they're happy to pay whatever it is because they love you and your business and trust yeah. you to do it. That's great yeah, advice. No better feeling than working hard enough to have, like I always say still to this day, I want people to have the biggest smile on their face when they write me that check because it was more than worth their dollar, you know? And I, and yeah. I say that's for the girls, you know, they help me so much. The, the young women that work for me that every time I, you know, write their check or online pay them, it's like an honor because I'm like, you have helped more than I could ever have imagined. So that's, I feel like that cycle should be how it is. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for being on the show, Alex. Can you share what your podcast is and where everybody can find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's Alex V, like violin, Ott. Um, And then my company, chromecitycreative.com. And then our podcast is not a parenting podcast hosted by San Diego Magazine. Um, you can find that on sdmag.com backslash nap, N-A-P-P. I love it. Oh, this has been so great. Thank you again, Alex, for being part of the show. And My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. You're a new friend, a new mom friend, like a new mom for newer friend. It's amazing. <laughs> Building a business while raising your kids isn't for the faint of heart. And it's easier when you're guided along your journey from someone that's walked the walk before you and continues the journey along with you. By growing five successful businesses before I turned 26, earning six figures in my first year of business, and engrossing myself in the entrepreneurial journey with two kids under two, I learned many hard lessons in mindset, time management, productivity, mom guilt, and entrepreneurship. I lay it all on the table for you in my Amazon best-selling book, Welcome to the Room Mama. Pick up your copy with the link in the show notes or at listmorton.com book to get all of the resources, bonuses, and mentorship you need to build your six-figure business while raising your family.